Hello and good morning, everyone. Morning, morning. Welcome to uh, Marvellous Monday, the 10th of July. The year's off and running, isn't it? Hey, folks. Good to see you here. I hope you had a good weekend. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A few of the regulars on early this morning. Great to see you. Linda, welcome along. Chris, good to see you, mate. David, Luke's in the house. Jeff, good to see you, as always. Bryce is here too. Mary Rose, good to have you on. And uh, Mick, good morning, mate. Great to see you, folks. While things are warming up and uh, as they do, the old uh, Gabrielle, Alex, all the way from Cairns, Fabulous to have you too, mate. Happy days. <coughs> While things are getting going, a little warm-up on the uh, live stream. Jason Witten's my name. If you didn't already know, most of you do. And if you don't, welcome. Say hello in the chat. Let us know where you are. Where, what, what, uh, where are you coming from? You might have found us uh, accidentally or you might be one of our new coaching and mentoring clients. And if you are, welcome. Fantastic. If you're not, you should be. Get on the... Get on the, uh, one of the Property Investor Nights folks and find out what we do, uh, coaching our clients across Australia and New Zealand to build their property portfolios uh, over 20 years now uh, and along the way. Done a few deals, over 10,000. Matter of fact, 10,000. Um, Learned one or two things and uh, we love sharing them with you. Hence, part of the old Wealth Coffee Chat in the mornings where uh, – we get together, maybe chew the fat, coffee chat, whatever it is, and talk about what's going on in the property investing space, folks, and uh, the market in general. Make sure we can stay on track because it does take time. It does take time to build your portfolio. And one of the things that uh, I've got a bit of a saying, a saying that I like to say endlessly and uh, all, uh, all the time, hey, Craig, good to see you, mate. From Razorback, eh? There you go. Chris, good to see you in as well, mate. Thanks for joining, as always. One of the things that I always say, uh, it's a bit of a saying, is the conversation, is the concept of buy well and don't sell. Buy well, don't sell. It's easy. It's easy to remember. Things get tough. It's like, you know what? Jason said, buy well, don't sell. It's a really simple conversation. However, is that the absolute? Um, well, listen in, folks. No, it's not absolute. But, but, listen, don't get me wrong. Don't say, Jason, you're backpedaling here. You're, you're confusing me. Um, there's two things that probably need some explaining. So that's what I thought we'd dive into today and maybe take a look at the conversation. If there is a time to sell, is there a time to sell? A property. Is there a time to sell? Well, there's three reasons. There's three reasons uh, I have in uh, in general terms. Three reasons. Is there a time? Is there a time to sell? Right. Let's talk about that, and we'll we'll do some other bits and pieces. But put it in the chat for me. Morning, Adrian. Good to see you. Uh, Brendan here as well. Uh, great to see you guys. Now, put in the chat for me. When do you think there might be a time to sell, right? I like the idea um, of making life far simpler 
than the con the confusion out there. Is there a time to sell? Is there a time to sell your properties? Um, and you know, the answer is there can be. And sometimes, um, yep, yep, okay. When you're reaching retirement and looking to transfer wealth to super, so that's absolutely 100%, Chris. And I call that a strategic uh, strat. Strategic is that a spell? I think there's an e in there somewhere. Strategic reason to sell. There's a strategic reason to sell your property because it transfers the the wealth from one section to another and the tax treatment, you know, the tax over here might be, let's call it, you know, 30% and the tax over here is 0%. Now, that makes a very, very, very smart idea worth doing. Okay, worth doing, folks. Absolutely. So, uh, yep, perfect. Luke, Luke, and Chris are on it, right? The idea that at some point, moving your wealth from one location to another location strategically and smart, um, in essence, is a very good idea. Very smart reason to do that. Okay, number one reason uh, in my book is that you didn't buy well, okay? You didn't buy well. Sometimes, sometimes, folks, uh, you may have purchased a property that's a dud. Just just didn't do what you thought it was going to do. Something happened. Maybe you purchased it, you know, uh, because of a budgetary constraint. You know, it was a a good cheapie to begin with, but it really doesn't have any long-term legs. Um, maybe the location was fine and then, you know, something happened. They put a freeway right next door and then, you know, it, uh, its appeal has reduced. Maybe you bought a, a, a quite an old property to begin with. You bought a secondhand property, nothing wrong with secondhand properties. You just got to know what the pros and cons of, you know, the differences are. And maybe you bought that property and, uh, it hasn't done anything. It's done nothing or it's gone down or it's only gone up a little bit and it's not enough. Uh, you didn't buy well, right, um, at all. And uh, the the next one is very is very similar to um, Belinda saying here, you know, redevelop to generate funds for the next step, right? So I call this the migration uh, of money. Okay, migration of money. And let's go through a few of those things. Let's go. Let's go through a couple of things. The strategic reasons. Uh, it, yeah. Well, let's. Let's just have a go. If we've got time, we might um, we might have a look at all of them, all right? So the didn't buy well. The didn't buy well, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. If your property here is not heading in a trajectory like so, so it's not growing, growing, and um, in capital growth, capital value, uh, and also rental value. Rental value. If it's not growing in both of those, then uh, you might need to reconsider that property, right? Now, it doesn't mean you have to sell it. What's something you can do to a property, an existing property that you have maybe to snazz it up? Well, the first thing with an existing property, consider the highest and best use of the property that you have, right? Because buying and selling, folks, if you sold your property, well, 
for most of us, if we didn't buy it, um, you know, with an exit in mind, a sale in mind, what happens? If you sell a property, and, and that's why I'm always like, listen, only sell if you absolutely have to, what happens? Well, you have to pay, you know, some capital gains tax, you know, and then uh, depending on how long you've owned that property, the in cost, which is your stamp duty and other costs along the way might be pretty significant. Uh, RP Data released a released some statistics. You know, the average person, the average investor sells a property uh, six, I think a 6.1 years and loses money. You know, why? Why? Well, they didn't understand what they should buy, uh, where they should buy it, and how long they should own it. They run out of uh, gusto. But listen, at the end of the day, can you renovate that property to get it up to speed? Can you renovate the property to improve its capacity to continue to keep up with the market into the future? Yep, that dead right, Tim, dead right. Um, can you renovate that property? Can you add value to the property uh, into the future? And will it get it back on track? Because what happens, Sam calls it the disinvestment gap of your property, where you know it used to it used to keep up, and now its value in comparison to newer properties or the rest of the market, its value and its rental income is down. Right, is down, and also uh, if your value's down, your rental income's down because maybe. You didn't maintain it well enough. Maybe it was an older property, and it and um, you know it started to have some significant maintenance issues. Maintenance, right? Maintenance issues. So, you know, I'll give you an example. My parents um, many years ago uh, ended up that, and they did pretty well. They bought their home in an investment property, which is kind of cool. Um, so they owned both of those properties in a regional area paid them both off and thought, hey, they, they would be rich. And uh, the income generated on those properties because it was in a regional location and it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the incomes or the salaries in those areas were pretty low, what happened? The income, all that it did was paid for the rates uh, and the maintenance. That's it. They didn't, they didn't create a passive income out of their property. Uh, all it did was pay for the maintenance and there was like eight, ten thousand dollars a year because the houses were old and things were breaking and all sorts of stuff, uh, you know. And the the rates a couple of thousand dollars a year, um, so it wasn't very good. So, number one reason that you might sell is you didn't buy it well. The long term value of that property and its long term capacity is just not there. And uh, sometimes, as individuals, we kind of like you know get a bit stuck. Okay. Now, if you want, if you if you want a, a bit of an opinion, go and sit down with a coach or a um, you know a, a professional and say, hey, what do you think about this? Um, and they'll give you an idea of where they sit. The migration of money. Let's talk about that, team. Let's talk about the idea of migration of money. Uh, and I'll give you. Um, and everyone always makes fun of my you know Australia when I draw it. There's Tasmania down the bottom there. Uh, it's a pretty average Australia thing, but you get the gist, right? You get the gist. Now I'll tell you an example. Tell you an example of something that I did many years ago. Um, and uh, I bought a property in a place called Kalgoorlie, old Kalgoorlie, Calgs, uh, and I bought it for $98,000, 98K 
back in the day. All right. And that property went up to $290,000. All right. And it was over about a five-year period, five, six-year period, which was pretty cool. Um, I was pretty, uh, pretty happy with that. Uh, it was positive cash flow as well. As well. Kalgoorlie, it went up to 290, okay, 290K. Now, for me, for you at that point in time, what do you think? You know, think about, and this was um, pre-GFC, this was mid-2000s. My question to myself, folks, was, uh, and tell me in the chat, do you reckon, all right, you reckon a, a, a three-bedroom townhouse in Kalgoorlie, three-bedroom townhouse in Kalgoorlie, uh, is going to go from $300,000 to $600,000 or maybe even more, okay? Maybe even more, question mark, right? You know, and this was, you know, this was driven along by the mining boom. But, you know, right now, uh, Chris is going to be there. Yeah, I was, I was there the other week, Chris, actually. Uh, I went and visited all the properties that I purchased in um, Kalgoorlie. It was funny. Um, uh, I don't own them anymore, by the way, folks. Yeah, and Tim's going, no. Well, look, it doesn't make any sense. There's a small town with... A very small population, which is transitory. Um, it's driven by um, mining and looks, yeah, maybe over thirty years, but you know, it's a stretch. So, what did I do? This is, was the migration of money. I sold that property for a good profit, folks, and I moved that property over here um, to Queensland, and I bought a three-bedroom apartment for three hundred and ninety k. Uh, 390k with water views right on the water. It's never to be built out. A water view never to be built out. So what do you reckon? It, and, and you've got to say something like compared to what? Compared to, you know, to what? Okay. So for the same money, for using the same money, the same equity, the same cash, I increased my borrowing a small amount. I bought myself a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, double garage right on the waterfront um, uh, in Queensland. Happy days. Happy days. You know, and today that property is worth 950K. Now, it is in an older building, and if it was in a newer building, it would probably be worth a little bit more. But I'm pretty happy with that. And now I ask you, do you think that Kalgoorlie would have ever got to 950K, folks? Do you think Kalgoorlie would have ever gotten to $950,000? Now, and and beyond, by the way, um, because now as part of the body corporate, we've, um, you know, we've spent, um, we're putting in a, a heap of money and renovating the outside of the building because it's in this prime location. So there you go. Anyway, so that's the idea of migration of your money, all right? Migration of your money. Uh, often the properties we first purchase, especially if you're not getting any coaching or um, mentoring, often the first properties we buy, uh, you know, usually kind of a bit of a dip in the, uh, like dipping our toe into it, folks, all right? So that conversation as we go along. And, you know, the idea that the migration of your money um, is where – what type of location would I like my money in? What type of property, what type of location would I like my property in for the long term when I get to, you know, this stage here? Now, uh, you know, you guys have seen 
this, you know, uh, uh, quite a lot of times, the acquisition, the consolidation, the lifestyle phase, you know, as your properties' values go up and your, your debts go down, at this section here, you know, this consolidation phase is often a time where um, you consider such things as I've got a property and maybe it's it's done uh, something nice and like Chris and Luke are talking about, this is, you know, um, this is a time potentially where not only the location, like physical location, I moved it from Kalgoorlie to uh, the Gold Coast, basically. So I moved my property's location from Kalgoorlie to the Gold Coast. But um, what um, Luke and Chris are talking about is moving the ownership, the tax treatment of a piece of real estate from or your money and wealth from one location, one ownership structure to another. Um, and um, that is certainly a reason. That is certainly a very smart, strategic reason to consider some things like that. And dead right, Tim, flight to quality, you know, um, an older property in a, let's say, a getting started location to a much nicer property to somewhere that I will I will keep it, I'll own it uh, for as long as I can, forever. Yeah, that, that one's a forever property, okay? Um, and forever's a long time. You know, that, that one's a keeper, you know, uh, long term. So hopefully that makes sense. It makes sense that, uh, you know, in this stage here, you know, you didn't buy it well. If you didn't buy it well, just cut your losses or cut, cut the cruddy property and, and recycle and move on, folks. Recycle and move on. Um, and uh, you should get some advice um, on, on, on the numbers and the dollars and cents as you do that so you can get the most. Yeah, there you go, Alison. Yep, you're dead right. And often those properties too, Alison's sort of saying, I think I bought a lemon. <laughs> We've all done it, Alison. Um, I, bought a, I bought some properties in Moree many years ago and, um, yeah, it stayed the same value for 15 years of ownership. Um, I bought it at a discount, so I bought it significantly under its value to begin with, but its total value never rose. <laughs> anyway, and, you know, if your properties are in towns and locations where the average incomes, you know, are not going to go up significantly, then nor will your property prices, folks, nor will your property prices. So, Maybe it's time, Alison, to have a look at that one and cycle that when the when the right time is right, you know. Uh, and migrate your money. You know, what location would you prefer your real estate to uh, your wealth to be in? You know, this is a physical location, and this is strategic reason is is ownership for tax treatment. Okay, tax treatment um, as we go along. There you go, <laughs> Alison. Dead right. Uh, well, anyway, folks, there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, anyway, I should. I, I. I don't have. I don't have the photos actually for it, but um, I. I do. I've got. Um, I did a presentation the other day of the properties that I purchased. A property that I purchased many years ago. You know this buy well, don't sell um, idea. Let me see if I can find it for 30 seconds. I, I did a presentation um, 
on the weekend on Saturday for the New Zealand team in um, in uh, in our mentoring and coaching program, and uh, I showed a property that I purchased uh, many years ago when I first started out. My first investment property was in a place called uh, Katoomba. Anyone know Katoomba in uh, in the Blue Mountains? And uh, I bought this little house here at 49 North Street many years ago, many years ago. And I was wondering, and it, it was my first investment property, but my second house, okay? So this was my first investment property um, many years ago after reading the old Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Um, and, you know, what do you think it's worth today, folks? I bought that for $145,000. Um, what do you reckon it's worth today? Chuck it in the chat for me. And this is kind of, Tim, this is an interesting one, flight to quality, um, little three-bedroom, you know, cruddy property, cheapy, little cheapy, che- cheap and cheerful. Um, what do you reckon? All right. So, yeah, it's it's not worth that much, Sonia, um, but – I'll show you something in a minute. I'll show you something in a minute. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth, uh, there you go, 600,000, 600,000, all right? <laughs> 600K, right, 49 North Street. Now, now, would you complain if you bought that property, you know, for $145,000 and, uh, you know, it has no debt today and, you know, it's worth six eighty. No, you wouldn't be complaining. And if you did, you'd be a pretty miserable bastard, right? <laughs> you'd be a bit miserable. Um, however, the property that I purchased for my home, my home wasn't much more, all right? I bought it for 185000 in a place called Blackheath, all right? 185000 place called Blackheath. Check out this. This was the property uh, I purchased in, um, in Blackheath. Uh, and you can see there, um, uh, it was, uh, see where it says sold by Amigo Holdings Proprietary Limited uh, in 1998 for 185500 right? So that's when uh, myself and uh, my wife Shay bought it 25 years ago, right? And um, <laughs> and look, look at that. Uh, yeah. $1.5 million. Now, this was a flight to quality property. I should bloody, I should bloody have... Um, Kept that bloody thing. Look at it. 1.5 million. Imagine that, folks. And there's the difference. The, the, the price difference was, you know, I bought one for 140 and one for 180. You know, 40 grand, nothing in comparison to the money you put in, probably five grand extra. Right. But this is flight to quality. Imagine owning this one. This one is one I should never have sold. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you go, folks. Um, interesting times when you when you go back and have a look at the things that you should have done and could have done. You know, one of them, you know, so-so. The other one, absolute bloody keeper. But uh, along the way, you know, my, uh, my lessons, I get to share them with you guys so you don't have to make those mistakes, hey? There you go. Well, that's the idea anyway. All right, folks, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. For today, thanks for joining me. As always, good to have you here, folks. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll do it again around about 10 past 8. If you're up for it, come and join me. If there's something that you want me to have a a bit of a yarn about, um, let us know. Let us know, folks. Yeah, I think you're dead right, Chris. Everyone's probably got one of those stories, haven't we? We've all got got one or two of the old one that got away, right? The one that got away. Anyway, there you go. 
And uh, anyway, let me know in the chat if there's something that's on your mind. I'm always happy to, to chat about something or offer my thoughts and um, experienced opinions uh, on, uh, on, any, on any subject when it comes to the property investing world. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys be awesome and well. See you tomorrow. Till then, take care. Remember, buy well, strategically sell. And if you didn't buy well, get rid of that lemon and move on. <laughs> just It's longer though, isn't it? Buy well, don't sell is better. Anyway, there you go. Thanks, folks. I'm just rabbiting on now. See ya. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. 